ऑडियो हॉप पॉडकास्ट दिस इज द विस्की एडवाइजर शो ऑन दिस शो वी सैंपल सम फाइन विस्कीज शेयर इंटरेस्टिंग टेल्स एंड ट्रिविया एंड आंसर योर मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट क्वेश्चन अबाउट विस्की एंड नाउ हियर्स योर होस्ट द विस्की एडवाइजर उदय बालाजी Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Whiskey Advisor show. Whiskey history, production, appreciation, Indian single malts, legendary scotch brands. We've looked at all this and more on season 1 of the Whiskey Advisor show. And we now find ourselves at our last episode. And as the cliche goes, we've saved one of the best for the last. Staying on in Isla, we'll be going to Lagavulin. and as always i'm joined by the whiskey rook piyush thank you so much uday uh, you know i'll be very honest with you i was someone who barely knew anything about the whiskies uh, although i must say even now when we start an episode i still feel the same sense of excitement energy that kind of anticipation and uh, you know same kind of enthusiasm when we started the season back then i'm really glad to hear that piyush and i'm really excited to know more about lagavulin today ah we will definitely get into that you know we spoke about the coast um during the lafroig episode mm-hmm. how you can walk to the distilleries so that's called the kildalton coast okay and uh, lagavulin lies exactly between lafroig and ardbeg uh-huh. each just a short walk away from each other now on this coast in 1817 just two years after ardbeg and lafroig lagavulin was started and as i've read as per legendary writer charles mclean the distillery was started by a band of smugglers oh yeah we've seen farmers traders blenders everything and now we finally come to smugglers in episode 24 kept best for the last <laughs> well there's more to come that okay. i can promise um but the person credited in popular records at starting the distillery is one john johnston mhm i'll ask you a question did you know that there was an ardmore distillery on isla also absolutely no so apparently there was and uh, the distillery was a lagavulin neighbor mm-hmm. so johnston bought it out and uh, merged the two distilleries at one point so then moving ahead to 1836 there was a gentleman by the name of alexander graham who leased the distillery and started selling the whiskey in a shop in glasgow but you know not a controversial guy or anything and now we move to 1861 when the same lease went to a certain James L Mackey and Co mm-hmm. and 15 years later this brought into the picture a person by the name of Peter Mackey okay that name mackey sounds very familiar i think i've met this character once before oh yes we have he was the villain in the lafroig story and is also known as restless peter mackey ah okay or at least he tried to play the part unsuccessfully in that story but uh, for those of you who want to know more about this why don't you go on and check out episode 11 on lafroig but don't let that story cloud the fact that he is one of the most brilliant figures in 19th century whiskey and scotch whiskey owes him a lot you know tell us more about restless speed because you know he certainly seems to be an interesting character so from what i've read He is really one of the great personalities and uh, 
innovators mm-hmm. in uh, scotch so he's famous for his contribution actually to blended scotch history and the reason for that is in 1890 he started the white horse blend okay in fact when you see some of the old bottlings of uh, lagavulin you'll see a mention of white horse on the bottle okay uh so peter mckee a restless peter as we've started to call him now mm-hmm. uh he also co-founded the craigalicky distillery in speyside and i highly recommend their whiskies you know the typical whisky numbers you see is 12 16 18 and all that so their whiskies always have uh, really weird numbers 13 17 19 31 etc etc one of the coolest things that they did was they came out with a 51 year old whiskey if i'm not wrong okay and uh, they didn't sell it so it traveled around the world for exclusive tasting sessions that people could attend by lottery and get to taste this special whiskey oh wow which i think is really cool because um how many of us can afford a 50 year old whiskey right yeah uh, most of us can't afford it in our lifetimes so this is a really nice way to kind of give back and i guess good marketing as well yeah. so everybody won at the end of the day uh but coming back to uh, our friend peter meggy and uh, white horse i believe at one point it sold almost 2 million cases annually and was one of the top selling uh, scotch whiskies in the world but this was all because this peter meggy was so restless that he was also looking out for so many different marketing opportunities and one of this was he commissioned alfred barnard and we should probably talk more about this person because he's a legendary journalist and whiskey author but as far as this story goes peter mckee commissioned him mm-hmm. to write about white horse in a pamphlet named how to blend scotch whiskey at that time a smart move yeah smart uh, again you know we keep coming back to this whole kind of ahead of his time in a way to market like genius. a visionary yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so then on you know the story of how he was dropped as an agent for lafroig and ended up building malt mill distillery in uh, 1908 but unfortunately he passed away in the early 20s and uh, malt mill kind of you know meandered on until it was shut down around 1960 mm-hmm. and that was also integrated into lagavulin so you've literally got three distilleries in one you could say in lagavulin but you know that said what was his dream for malt mill uh wow and that's a question for the ages really um given the kind of person he was who knows what could have happened yeah i mean you know we have lost the chance to sample it on the show but at least we have lagavulin oh yes lagavulin you know an absolute classic and i think it's about time you tasted this one before we dive into the tasting i just have to say one thing um the most probably iconic um tasting note that i've ever come across and probably has ever been written is by a whiskey writer by the name of michael jackson no not the one from thriller this is a gentleman who was a genuine whiskey giant in his own right so he had this one description of lagavulin where he said he could get notes of lapsang sujang tea uh, so it's basically a smoked tea you know and after i read that note i actually went and tried that tea and oh my god it is amazing so if you love lagavulin why don't you look for that tea 
and uh, also it says a lot you know about um, how when you tried different other things in fact i had a gentleman who attended my whiskey ambassador course who runs the uh, asian tea institute and he smelled i think it was lafroig and he said he got notes of lapsang suchong tea and he has never had any of these i love whiskies before oh right yeah. so i think that's absolutely fantastic i want to go for tea classes now yeah <laughs> amazing so just think about that you know try different things and you might just start enjoying your you know could be a coffee it could be a whiskey it could be a tea who's to say keep looking out there we hope you've enjoyed the episode so far but before we go ahead here's a word from our partner enjoying this podcast you can also catch this and 200 plus such podcasts on karva 2.0 with bbc india Film Companion, Open Mic Poetry, Sadhguru Isha Foundation, Indian Classical Renditions by the Greatest Maestros, Stories, Rhymes, and GK for your kids. Oh, and did we mention the five thousand preloaded songs and hundred plus unique playlists every day? To know more, go to www.saregama.com now. And we're back. Let's continue. Why don't you pour us a couple of drams? Would you like to do the honors? Yes, please. All right, let's get into this. Uh, what color do you see, Piyush? I am getting uh, chestnut. Yeah, I'm kind of debating between chestnut and burnished. Let's go with chestnut. Mm-hmm. on to the texture oh wow look at that viscosity yeah it's pretty viscous barely see the droplets forming you know you got to wait and you got to wait you see this is why you know when you start off using this chart mm-hmm. um you're like you know what do i use as a reference but your reference will keep on changing the more and more that you have right that's why sometimes when you take um like an abalow 12 for example and somebody would tell me oh my god this is so full it's so rich in my mind i'm thinking wait till you try that abuna yeah you know so it's quite exciting people come home it's not that i have a whole lot of whiskies but i love to if somebody really shows interest i really like to pack things in all right there a part let's get into the notes mm-hmm. what do you get nice peaty smoky flavor of that mm-hmm. i just love peated whiskies i have found out this during the course of the season mm-hmm. that i am more inclined towards the smoky and peaty flavor camp wonderful so i'm getting smoke yeah uh i'm getting uh, a bit vegetative uh, flavors i'm also getting rubber okay okay a burnt rubber which you know mm-hmm. something similar to lafroig mm-hmm. and even ardbeg mm-hmm. something similar Oh, I'm also getting some brine, mm. you know, notes of yeah. some brine. I guess that's about it for me. Okay. Are you getting any sweetness? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm getting sweetness. Yes, a very mild and very you know woody sweetness. You can say. Okay. Yeah. There is some sherry cask maturation going on here. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Onto the palate. Mm-hmm. This is gem, Oday. 
um you i really wish you all could see his face right now yeah <laughs> this is an absolute gem you know to be fair that's what my face is like every time i taste this whiskey even though i've had it hundreds of times it's just one of the most beautifully crafted whiskies and that you can get out there easily you know that's easily available across the world it's hard to look beyond this really this i feel is a must have in anyone's bar you know uh one point i'd like to mention for the palate mm-hmm. uh i don't know i am i would not be able to kind of specifically pinpoint mm-hmm. but there's a very nice balance mm-hmm. of you know uh the smoke and peat mm-hmm. and that sweetness mm-hmm. and some spiciness i can't go into details but you know that's the best i can explain but that's your absolutely palate. right yeah. yeah absolutely right how about the mouth feel it's rich and full mm-hmm. felt so nice when i took the sip mm-hmm. how about the finish uh i have a very f- long finish mm-hmm. uh it's a hint of spice and some sweetness along with uh, smoke mm-hmm. so let's quickly summarize this one so i'd say the nose is um, definite iodine seaweed malt but like piyush mentioned beautiful balance right on the nose you know as a sweetness is that sherry that comes through but even on the palate from the moment it hits your palate it's all about balance it's just dancing on your tongue this beautiful smoke but it's also creamy and it's like dark bitter chocolate there's a sherry sweetness on the back it's just dancing on the tongue you know full bodied long complex finish um again pt iodine black pepper sweet it just doesn't go away it's quite amazing uh flavor camp uh, smoky and peaty for sure but there's definitely that fruitiness and spiciness and roundness it's 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 just one it's a classic it's an all time classic whiskey so there that was one of the best tasting sessions i have had uh until now and thank you so much for it so let's now move uh, towards our whiskey range Um let me stop you there for a minute because the tasting is still not done. Okay. I have a little treat here in my pocket. Uh-huh. Oh wow. Are you kidding me? This is White House. Yeah, so this is a uh, a White House miniature and from what I understand this I don't know this could be nearly 30 years old. Oh so, wow. Interestingly enough, Netra collects miniatures and I didn't even know about this hobby. and uh, so she gave me a few of these bottles in case uh, you all are wondering what this is about so white horse was the blend that uh, peter mackey founded and uh, this one the little miniature that i have in my hand is a miniature bottle of uh, white horse whiskey blended whiskey from possibly 30 years ago and this is a blend that uh, contains lagavulin So why don't we open it and see what it tastes like has not been opened in many decades There you go It actually has quite an interesting uh, yeah nose It's very medicinal See it's very oily yeah. definitely very oily I'm just looking for those lagavulin notes comparing the two glasses. But there's definitely a note folks, there's no doubt about it. 
uh, and we're going to spend a little time, you know, comparing and exploring these two whiskies. A great way to look back at all the episodes that we put together. But first, we've got into that whiskey range, and uh, let's get to it. Yeah, so it's a pretty simple whiskey range. There's an eight-year-old. There's a sixteen-year-old that we just had. There's uh, the twelve-year-old cask strength. There's a distiller's edition, twenty-five-year-old, and then there's a whole lot of limited editions and older releases. But again, availability is a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would I recommend? The sixteen is excellent. Just look for that, folks. So if you noticed, I said distiller's edition. So this is part of uh, Diageo's classic malts, and uh, was one of the original six that became part of it. Great. So should we uh, get into the Q and A now? Yes, please. So the first question is from Anirudh underscore Noisy Boy on Instagram, and his question is: Which country makes the best whiskey, and what makes it better than others? You know, Anirudh, it's always uh, tricky asking these best questions. Uh, the thing is, each country makes thousands of whiskey expressions. It's absolutely impossible to generalize. You know. uh anyone who says one country's whiskey is best probably hasn't had a whole lot of uh, whiskies from the other countries uh, and but you have to remember that your palate is unique and it's really up to you to find the styles of whiskey that you enjoy the next question and this is a tough one is from aish bansal and he asks if you had the choice i'm sorry if you had to choose one to represent each scotch whiskey region which whiskies would they be <laughs> well i'll get the easy ones out of the way first uh, so campbellton is easy it'll either be springbank or longro and at the lowlands it'll be ockentoshan it starts getting tough when uh, i get to isla but i would have to go with lagavulin uh, then on to the really tough ones speyside they have different styles so for the lighter kind of fragrant and floral i'd say glenfiddich and uh, for the more sherry richer style uh, glenfarclas on to the highlands um again so many different styles so maybe for the maritime style old pultney uh kleinlish is a classic for a sherried style glenronock and for a lighter style and uh, cask finishes i'd say glenmorangie but you know there are just so many whiskies out there uh, and the next question is from sagar dang and his question is which is the best japanese whiskey to start with that's also available in delhi Well, Sagar, there are only that many whiskies that are available, but uh, probably the best choice would be uh, the Amazaki Distillers Reserve or the Hibiki Harmony that were launched recently. But they are quite uh, expensive. And to close out, uh, Nikhil Vora asks, uh, which are the most underrated single malts? Um, Nikhil, to be perfectly honest, I would say that we highly underrate our own Indian single malts. So when you go out and uh, buy a bottle of Amrut, Paul John, and Rampur each, and uh, see if you like them or not. But if you're asking about Scotch, uh, hands down for me, the most underrated ones in India would be the Kleinlish fourteen and uh, the Ballantine seventeen. And that's it, folks. End of the Lagavulin episode. And like we've kept saying, that's also the end of season one of the Whiskey Advisor Show. We've come a long way this season. As I said earlier, we've looked at whiskey history, production, appreciation, Indian single malts, legendary Scotch brands, and more. So, how has the experience been, Piyush? 
uh, there actually I'm you know falling short of words but you know just to summarize it it's been a very long journey a fruitful one uh, I still remember the kind of uh, you know sessions we had before we started the show and you know where we stand today so definitely uh, one of the biggest learning curves in terms of uh, whiskey of course and uh, personal as well so thank you so much for this opportunity and you know uh, making audio hop the part of this endeavor and looking forward for season 2 of course and also one last question oday one last pestering from the whiskey rook what can we look forward to in season 2 well uh, more whiskey of course uh, but yeah you know we'll travel around scotland some more look at some really interesting whiskies but we'll also branch out a little you know uh, we'll probably go to the us for some bourbon possibly to ireland for some single pot still whiskey and uh, japan for some of those cask whiskies who knows it could be a lot of things but some definitely entertaining and very interesting episodes i already can't wait related to hear that piyush so guys thank you all so much for your support uh, during season 1 of the whiskey advisor show it's been absolutely wonderful uh, you know putting together the show for you all uh, with piyush so we would love some feedback as well uh, as we're going to start working on uh, season 2 very soon so please write in you know you can send us uh, messages on instagram or facebook or emails or whatever it is just make sure you get in touch with us and let us know what you would like in season 2 and if possible we will incorporate it into the show till then drink well and drink responsibly cheers cheers if you want to learn more about whiskey and uday's work visit thewhiskeyadvisor.com you can send in your questions to us on uday@thewhiskeyadvisor.com or instagram or facebook at the whiskey advisor that's whiskey without the e the show was brought to you by audio hop podcasts find us on facebook instagram linkedin and twitter at audio hop podcasts we'll be back next week until then keep your spirits up and drink responsibly